Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Mindset Edit. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio. I'm a mindset coach and public speaker, and thank you again so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about five ways perfectionism is holding you back. So we're going to go through five signs and symptoms of perfectionism, what they are, how they're showing up in your life, and then I'm going to give you questions so you can start better understanding how to overcome them and stop this form of self-sabotage. But Before we go into that, I do want to say one thing really quickly, which is as perfectionists, we can have a tendency, especially in the beginning of our journey of personal development and overcoming perfectionism, to want to hold on to our perfectionism because we think that it's what's gotten us to where we are today. And if we were to let go of the perfectionism, then we would be mediocre, right? We wouldn't be good enough, which is our worst fear. But what I really want to get through is that perfectionism is a way that we're holding ourselves back, right? It's this way that we're keeping ourselves small by avoiding putting a full effort into anything or even trying anything at all because we're so afraid of coming off imperfect or possibly failing that we don't try at all. And of course, if we're not actually trying and we're playing small, we're not getting the results that we could be if we were putting ourselves in the game, right? We're sitting on the sidelines. We're not actually trying. And so I know it can feel scary, but I promise that if you let go of perfectionism or start to, you're not only going to be more successful externally because you're going to start achieving more. It's just a fact, (laughs) but you're also going to feel more successful internally as well, because you're just going to be happier and more fulfilled you're not going to have this constant feeling of never feeling good enough, right? That's where all this mindset work really comes in. So I just really want to get across that letting go of perfectionism is only going to bring good things in your life. It's not going to make you mediocre. It's not going to hold you back. Your perfectionism is what's holding back, right? So I really want to encourage you to kind of wrap your head around that if you think that the perfectionism is what, you know, is making you successful and realize that it's kind of the equivalent of trying to like run this race while you have a backpack of like 50 bricks in your bag, right? Like you can still run the race and you can still finish, but it's going to be a whole lot easier if you can dump that backpack or even dump half of the weights out, right? And so that's what I want to get across. Now, if you haven't already, I definitely recommend listening to the last podcast episode I did where we're talking really about what perfectionism actually is. But just as a quick reminder, I'll run through a brief definition so we can set the stage here today. But remember that a perfectionist is not someone who does something perfectly, but rather someone who's ashamed they're not perfect and self-sabotages as a result. The way we tend to self-sabotage is, like I said, avoiding putting that full effort into anything or going after our goals. So that is where, that's really the root of what all of these different things kind of gets back to. But as you'll see, there's different ways we kind of end up sabotaging ourselves. So all of that being said, let's dive right into today's episode, the five ways that perfectionism is holding you back. Also, not meant to be an exhaustive list, but these are five really major ones and will give you a good starting point. So number one, all or nothing thinking. It's exactly what it sounds like. We think that if we don't do things perfectly, then they're not worth doing at all, right? If we can't do it perfectly, we don't put in a perfect effort, we're not going to get results. And I don't know about you guys, but I saw this 
you know, now that I'm looking back, I can see how this showed up in my life in a variety of ways. One really common way that it shows up for people is in health and fitness, right? I used to think if I didn't go to the gym six days a week, there was no point in going at all, right? If I wasn't going to go and get six pack, then I might as well just sit on the couch and eat chips. Like I legitimately, legitimately thought that, right? And now, you know, it's however many years since that was looking back, I can see how silly that was to think. Of course, of course, working out six days a week is, you know, quote unquote, better than working out one day a week, but still working out one day a week or one day a month is better than working out zero times a month, right? But when we're so in that perfectionist mindset, we don't take a second to step back and think about that, right? The way this will manifest in terms of holding you back from your goals, if you're trying to, you know, start a side hustle or business, for example, is posting on Instagram. I see this all the time, right? If I'm not posting five times a week with captions and hashtags and all of these things and reels and guides and all the new things Instagram's putting in, then there's no point at all, right? And so here's why this starts to become a problem. When we start our goals, we have a tendency to have this all or nothing mindset. And we have a lot of momentum, right? Because we haven't started yet. So we're in this spot where there's all that momentum and it's coming from this place where thinking that our goals are achievable, right? So we're really on top of it with that. We're like, yeah, we think all of this is attainable because we're going to be doing things perfectly. But then what happens is eventually we fall off the wagon, right? I'm sure everyone has experienced this no matter what your goal is because, you know, A, life happens and things get in the way or because our way of doing things perfectly was such a high standard to maintain that we aren't able to sustain that for long periods of time, right? Maybe you were going to the gym six days a week for three weeks straight and then you fell off the wagon, right? And so then we find ourselves from going from that all in the beginning to then the nothing side. We have fallen off the wagon. And what happens is we tend not to get back on the wagon because we think, what's the point? We already messed up. And what is going on is we're using the fact that we have fallen up, that we've messed up, that we didn't do things perfectly as proof that we're not good enough, as proof that achieving our goals is just not possible. And so then we tend not to want to get back up or we don't we will get back up but it'll be months later right you go to the gym for a really long time then you fall off the wagon for four months and then you start all over again and so where this really holds us back is that perfectionists don't show up long enough to actually get a result we don't show up long enough before we fall off the wagon slash we don't get on the wagon back up on the wagon fast enough right there's those huge huge breaks And when you're trying to achieve any goal, consistency is what matters the most, right? Going to the gym one day a week, every single week is better than going six days a week, twice a week, and then falling off for, you know, six months, right? But again, it goes back to thinking that we have to do things perfectly or not at all. But in reality, consistent, consistent, messy, imperfect action is what will allow us to succeed right? We'll grow and get better as we, we continue on our journeys. But as perfectionists, we often don't give ourselves that grace. We don't give ourselves that opportunity because it's either perfect or it's not. We don't give ourselves the chance to grow into it, right? And so I really want you to think about 
what are your goals and where is the all or nothing mindset showing up, right? How can you have consistent, messy action that's better than it being perfect, right? I'll give you a perfect example today, actually. Very ironic. This Today, filming podcasts or recording podcasts has been harder for me than normal, right? And I really don't feel like doing it today, but I'm showing up consistently. I'm doing it, you know, more messy, right? It's not going to be a perfect episode. I mean, there's no such thing as perfect, right? But I'm doing it anyway, right? And so where can you find some level of consistency that works for you, whether it's once a week, once every two weeks, once a month, and commit to showing up, even if it's imperfect, right? Even though this podcast episode might not be as great as, you know, some of my others, how can I still, I'm going to show up. How can you do that? Can you still go to the gym? Even if it's, you know, just taking a walk instead of going on a run, what can you do? So ask yourself, where have you fallen off the wagon? How can you ease your way back on, right? That's the other thing is sometimes when we've fallen off, we think we have to go back into that perfect, you know, action, all that, that all thinking of the all or nothing. What's something, you know, maybe halfway or just easing your way back on that you can do. Remember, consistent, messy action is better than nothing. And especially when you're beginning, you don't have to do all of the things to optimize. When people say things like, oh, post all these things on Instagram or go to the gym and do all these things. Yeah, that's great. But I want you to think about it. Literally, here's a great analogy. You're going to the gym, right? You can't lift 100 pounds right off the what, like off the bat. I've said this a million times, right? How can your action be something more equivalent to going to the gym for the first time and lifting only five pounds a week? You know, how can you maybe show up on Instagram once a week or you only you do it twice a week, but it's only captions. You don't have to worry about everything else. All of these things, right? So how can you ease back on and stay consistent even if it's messy action, being okay with the messy action. I know that can be hard, but again, if we don't show up long enough to actually get a res- result, then we'll never succeed. The imperfect action is what's going to make you successful. And that's the whole irony is that we're in- avoiding being imperfect because we want to succeed, but in doing so, we're actually sabotaging ourselves even more. So all or nothing thinking is number one. Number two is overworking and productive procrastination. So perfectionists love to feel busy. A lot of this will go back to our work and busyness equaling our worth, right? We make that mean something about ourselves. We think if we're not busy, then we're, you know, something is wrong. We're not good enough, whatever, right? And so we'll overwork ourselves, but the the way that we sabotage is that we're not actually doing meaningful work. We'll tend to do busy work. We'll prioritize meaningless tasks and not the tasks that actually drive the needle forward in our business. What do I mean by that? Let's say you want to start a side hustle, right? Instead of maybe figuring out what captions you want to write on your Instagram post or whatever, You're sitting there trying to figure out which font to use, right? And that's not to say graphics and fonts aren't important, but in this example, the real meaningful work is the caption because that's how you provide value to your audience. That's how you connect with your community. And it goes back to not wanting to feel vulnerable because that work is harder. Not like stay up until four in the morning harder, but harder because we have to be more vulnerable. We have to be more courageous. And so 
We avoid that work. We'll keep with the busy work. And so we'll stay so busy that we can then blame our busyness for the lack of results, right? That's the other thing. We'll, we'll do a thousand different things, right? You want to start a business, but you're also, you know, trying to take an online course with something, you know, completely different and you have community service and your full-time job and you add 20 other things to your plate that aren't necessary, right? And that's a form of protection, right? Because you're saying, oh, well, I'm so busy. If I wasn't busy, then I'd be successful, right? It's blaming the lack of success on being busy, but you're filling your time with things that are completely unnecessary or they're just busy work that you don't have to do, you can do later or you can outsource, right? And so that is another form of keeping yourself stuck because you're not actually doing the work that's going to, you know, move the needle forward, right? A lot of this, especially in terms of side hustles and businesses will manifest as avoiding work that, um, you know, could potentially lead to rejection, right? Sales. You don't want to post about your online course or whatever programs you have, however people can pay you, right? Because you don't want to feel rejection. Because if no one wanted to buy whatever it is from you, that would make, you would make that mean something about you. You would make that mean that you're not good enough. Your programs aren't good enough, whatever. And you don't want to feel that way. So you'll make sure that you don't ever put yourself in a position to feel that way. So you'll keep yourself busy doing other things. And at the surface, you're going to be like, oh, well, I'm still being busy, right? Because you're being busy. But what you're doing isn't driving the needle forward, right? And so by avoiding the work that's actually going to make progress in your business, you're self-sabotaging in that way, right? Because that's that's where all the, the actual results come from, all those scary, scary things that we have to do, right? And so ask yourself, what of work are you act like really avoiding, right? What are you avoiding and why are you avoiding it? Where are you avoiding rejection, right? You want to get to the, to understand what, what the work is that you're avoiding. And then here's the thing, you have to go do that work. I know it's hard and I know it's scary and it's probably vulnerable, right? Because those are all those things that are actually going to make you progress. But like I said, you're not going to move forward in your business. You're going to continue to stay small and stay stuck if you're not working on those things. So that's number two. Number three, people pleasing. Perfectionists love to be people pleasers because again, we're so concerned that we're not good enough and we don't want anyone else thinking that too. We don't want anyone else confirming that we're not good enough. So we will do whatever it takes to make sure that other people are happy and we don't want to ruffle any feathers. And that can manifest as saying yes when we actually don't want to. That can manifest as not wanting to start something as in a business or a goal that might ruffle some feathers, right? Well, if I start my business and I'm successful, then, you know, someone else, so-and-so might not be happy for me, or I might upset them because I can't spend as much time with them because I'm going to have to spend time working on my business, whatever it is, right? And so will people please, and in doing so, push ourselves and our goals and our priorities down. And I get that sometimes, yeah, you have to put other people first, but this is when you're continuously making decisions out of fear of what other people might say or think about you for going after your goals, right? I'll give you the perfect example. 
I was so afraid of what people would think of me, right? Especially my parents or, you know, other people who are really invested in my career in finance when I basically gave the whole thing up to become a mindset coach and to start creating content as a content creator and be a public speaker, right? And so ask yourself, where are you playing small? Where are you holding yourself back? Because you are afraid of what other people think. It's people pleasing and fear of judgment, honestly, right? Where are you deprioritizing yourself and your goals for others? And really get clear on, on that, right? And you have to also ask yourself once you come to that realization is like, are they really even going to care? Because sometimes we make it out to be this whole thing and maybe they don't care at all. Not that they don't care about you, but they'd be happy for you, right? And if they're going to, you know, depending on the goal and the situation, right? If they're going to be people who are so upset with you for going after your goals and dreams, are those really people you want in your life, right? You are the combination of the five people you spend the most time with. Is that someone you really want to be around? It's something you're going to have to ask yourself. So, that was uh, number three. Number four, this is a really big one. And we touched on this in the last podcast episode, but withholding effort and procrastination. This is huge. So perfectionists will withhold effort or procrastinate on their goals so that they can blame the fact that they didn't try 100% on the fact that they didn't achieve the goal rather than look themselves in the eye and say, I tried it 100%. It didn't work. Therefore, I'm not good enough, right? And so we'll either not start anything or we'll dip our toes in the water. But when we're withholding effort, it's not even like, generally speaking, 95 versus 100. When I say withholding effort, and I think you can agree, it's probably 50% or less, right? Like how many goals are you really, like the big scary goals, you're probably tiptoeing around. You're just dipping your toe in the water. Or how many people know you have, like, do people even know you have that goal? You might not have even articulated it to anyone. And it's a form of protection, right? Because if we admitted our goals to ourselves, if we admitted our goals to others, and then we went after it full force, and it didn't work out the way we wanted to, it didn't work out perfectly, it took longer than we would have wanted, then we would make that mean that we were a failure. We would make that mean that we're not good enough. We would make that mean something about ourselves and confirm our worst fears and nightmares. And so we never put ourselves in this position to fail or be imperfect. We don't want to find out we're not good enough, right? And that is a big piece of this, right? If you're withholding effort, naturally, you're not going to be able to achieve as much or achieve as much as fast. And so ask yourself, for whatever your goals are, are you giving it a full 100% effort on your goals? And if no, what can you do to give a full 100? And if 100 is too much, right? Like if you're giving it 10%, how can you give 50, right? How can you at least give more effort, right? Continue to show up and be vulnerable, right? And do these things because that's what's going to, again, move the needle forward. Okay. And then number four, five. This is like one of the biggest ones. And I know I'm guilty of this too. Also, I've done all of these. So with all my podcasts, there's never, 
no judgment, no shame. Truly, I'm just blasting myself on these podcasts. That's how I <laughs> come up with the topics, all of my nonsense that I did for, you know, 20 plus years. But the last thing, number five, is waiting. Perfectionists love to wait. We're going to wait until we're 100% ready. We're going to wait until the weather is nicer outside. We're going to wait until the timing is better, until we have more qualifications, we have more support. Everything's perfect. All of our ducks are in a row, right? We want all of our ducks are in a row because if everything is perfect before we start or when we start, then there's less likelihood of failure, right? We're going to be more likely to succeed and that's what we want. We don't want to risk failure, right? And, and this is really dangerous because there's always something to be waiting for. There's, there's never going to be perfect everything. And I know at least for me, when I was starting out in my business, I was waiting and making excuses and I legitimately thought that they were reasons. I was like, no, these aren't excuses. These are reasons. Like I have to wait for this thing. It's like, "Mm, no, you don't. No, you don't at all. Right. Waiting for things to be perfect with the business. Right. Need to wait until I have a website and an email list and the perfect offer. And I have to build out this whole course and all of these things, yada, yada, yada. No, you don't. What's the minimal viable offer. Right. Where can you get started today? There's never going to be a perfect time. A lot of the things that you're also probably saying you need to wait for are bells and whistles that, yes, are nice to have, but you don't need to have to start right now, right? Another example of wanting everything to be perfect before we start because, God forbid, things are imperfect, right? The biggest things here are waiting for, like, the perfect time or having enough money or whatever, things like that, right? So ask yourself, what are you waiting for? What are you telling yourself? What's the condition that you're creating in your head? When I have this, then I will start. Or when X, then I can start my goal. What is that? What are you waiting on? And be honest with yourself. Like, is it really a reason or is it an excuse? Right? And if it's excuse, own it and just be like, all right, I've been making excuses. No more time for excuses. We're done with that. And if it's a reason, a legitimate reason, how can you overcome it? How can you be adaptable and maybe change it, right? Oh, I wanted to start a podcast with my friend, but my friend can't start recording it or doesn't want to do it right now, whatever. Okay. Well, can you start creating an Instagram account for your podcast to start growing viewers? Can you start the podcast as a solo episode, like a solo show, and then have your friend join you later, right? Don't get stuck in the excuses. Instead, ask yourself, how can I, you know, despite your challenges, reasons, excuses, how can you overcome them and start to overcome them in that way? So those are five ways that perfectionists hold themselves back through perfectionism, right? The all or nothing thinking, overworking, and productive procrastination, people-pleasing, withholding effort, and procrastination, and finally waiting for everything to be perfect. So hopefully that gives you guys a good starting ground. I want you to really look at how those are showing up in your life and drive that awareness. Awareness is so big, right? Once you realize, oh, I've been productive procrastinating because I've been putting this thing off, right? You probably don't even realize a lot of this is just happening on a subconscious level, right? You're not consciously all the time being like, I'm avoiding this, right? So once you 
see these things, bring them to your awareness, see how they're showing up in your life, and then make an action plan to overcome it, right? And as always, if you want or need more help, feel free to reach out in my DMs. If you're interested in private coaching, if you want someone to help you work through all of these things and so much more so you can really start making meaningful strides forward on your goals, feel free to DM me on Instagram. I'm at Victoria D'Ambrosio. You can email me at the Mindset Edit Podcast. Find the link in my bio for the application for private coaching. It will be incredible. But as always, you guys have these starting tools through the podcast. I hope it helps. Please let me know if you guys have any questions, any thoughts on the podcast. My DMs are always open. And with that, I will talk to you in next week's episode. Bye.